Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. I didn't know how I was going to recover from that. And that's when I started hearing words. And I had heard these words before. I heard the words when I was caring for my husband as his caregiver. And I also heard the words when I was healing from the betrayal. And the words were stand, trust, endure, and proceed. Today, our guest is Anita Morris, transformational speaker and best-selling author. And we are discussing how to step into it, overcoming trials that lead to purpose. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. I am Wesleya Echoes. And I am Willa Williams. And we are the co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. We host a community of Christian professional women who are guided by the principles found in Ecclesiastics chapter 7, verses 11 and 12, which says wisdom is better when paired with money, especially if you get both while you are still living. Double protection, wisdom and wealth. So every week, we have conversations to energize you, our wealth partners, to manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. We invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with all your friends and family. Welcome, wealth partners, to this episode of the Abundant Living Podcast with us today is our sister Anita Morris. She's going to captivate your heart, inspire you, and encourage you. I could go on and on about Anita because her life has been and continues to be so rich and full of victories. However, they have not been without some challenges. Anita understands the struggle that arises when you're faced with a personal storm that threatens to rob you of your peace. After experiencing two of the most devastating trials of her life, she learned how to navigate the process of overcoming, which has led to a transformed way of thinking and living. She now shares her process with women all over the world, inspiring and equipping them with the tools to overcome their own personal trials through faith and action. You know, Anita says the trials of life do not come to destroy you, but they have the potential to usher you into the purpose for which you were created. Now, Anita, we are so glad that you're here with us today. And I know that people see you in so many lights. They may see you as a sewing instructor where you sometimes inspire others to learn to sew and create their own clothes. I used to be one of those create your own clothes. You know, you're short, you got to hem up everything, you got... Well, yes, or <laughs> they see you as the author of a book that inspires and encourages them to step into their purpose in the midst of challenges and the aftermath of life's trials. And you know what? They may also see you as a transformational speaker who captivates audiences at, with engaging stories and practical life applications. And one other thing I learned is that you are a philanthropist. But what I want you to do is to tell us who is Anita? Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Willa, for sharing that. And, and thank you guys for inter- inviting me to come here today to have a conversation with you. I am so honored to be here. I just adore you ladies so much. So <laughs> oh, who is you too, Anita? Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, Thank you. So who is Anita? I am first and foremost a woman of God. 
Mm-hmm. My faith in God is my source. Jesus is my everything. He is my mm-hmm. source of life. He's my foundation, my anchor. So that is what's most important to me. I am a mother of two adult sons. They are my, I, I, I call them my heartbeats. I, I love them as we all love our children. So mm-hmm. I never want to leave them out. And I am a sister. I am a sister to women of the world. Mm-hmm. I am a sister to women of the world. Sisterhood is very important to me. So when I meet women like you in communities and, and you know, online, virtually and in person, it it really feeds my soul because I need sisterhood to grow and to learn. So that's who I am. Wow. Oh, and you definitely are. I, I thought about when we were all in Cancun in May. Oh. And, and we were all out with our swimsuits and we talked about in a previous episode about how sometimes when you get together in community with sisters, you borrow confidence from each other. And yes, I can absolutely. say without oh a God. shadow of a doubt, Anita, you were one that I borrowed confidence from because we stood there and we took those pictures and we just put our hands on our hips and we just had ourselves a good time. And our <laughs> oh. I have a care in the world. We just had so much fun and you just have such a warm spirit. I love you. I'm so glad that we were able to get this time coordinated to have you on the podcast because you have a very compelling story and I love, and I'm going to mention it. She even asked, she was like, uh, how does my story connect with a funny? (laughs) Like, why am I here? (laughs) But we'll let you go into your story first and then we will draw those connections if people can't draw it because I know throughout your story, it's, it's step into it, overcoming trials that lead to purpose. And from that point, I want you to just go ahead and let us just tell us your story. Yeah. Yes, my it is my honor. And I need your audience to know before I even open my mouth to share my story is that it took it took a journey for me to get to this point to even be able to open up and share my story. So to be on this podcast and to be on other podcasts and on stages, it is totally a call from God that I do this because I know that there are others out there who are in need of encouragement, inspiration, and and just the freedom and permission to tell their stories too, so that they can get deliverance. So, you know, you guys shared about you know, the things that I do, being a transformational speaker <laughs> and author of mm-hmm. uh, fashion or DIY fashion, you know, Anita by design. So it's, I love, you know, I'm very proud, you guys, I'm really proud of where I am today, but it, it was pain and devastation that led me to this place. And I'll start with the DIY fashion brand because that's where it all started. So my DIY fashion brand was born from a just a really dark, devastating time in my life mm-hmm. when I found myself down on my knees in my bedroom closet one day crying after I discovered that my husband was having an affair. And you are both married, so you know mm-hmm. how heartbreaking that discovery was for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, we had been married for 19 years. And yeah. And, you know, we had we had a I thought we had a beautiful marriage, you know, aside from the typical ups and downs that Mm -hmm. you go through in in any marriage, because there is no perfect marriage. You know, Mm -hmm. we had we had a good thing. So when I found out, I was really heartbroken, of course, but I was I was confused because Mm. we, you know, being married for 19 years and him treating me so well. I mean, when I say, well, this man really treated me like a queen, you guys, Mm -hmm. he was really good to me. And so I was confused. And as I was on my knees in that closet that day, questions started rushing in at me. Mm. And I wanted to know the typical things that any woman would want to know if she finds out something like that. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to know, well, who is the woman? You know, I wanted to know where he (laughs) met met her. (laughs) Yeah. All the details. All the details. You know, where did he meet her? How long have they been seeing each other? And then all of these questions started rushing in. But also I wanted to know where they were because when I found out my husband was actually with her. Wow. So, yeah. And, you know, I I, I told you that I'm a woman of faith and I love God, but I, I, I wanted to do some damage 
Yeah, I'm time. sure. And, you know, <laughs> 19 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to show Some up. Some table turning. Some <laughs> table turning, ma'am, ma'am. I wanted to show up, but I didn't know where they were. So I stayed in that closet. And then my husband rushed home after I found out he rushed home and I heard his footsteps. And I don't know if you've ever watched a movie and it was like reaching the dramatic high point and you could just feel something coming, the tension, like something is going to happen. Well, that's what it felt like. And the closer he came to that closet, the louder, harder and faster those footsteps became. And you guys, I was not ready to face him. I didn't, I wasn't ready to see him. I had all of these things going through my mind about what I should do, like start throwing things at him, yell at him, do something. (laughs) (laughs) But my, that was my flesh. My spirit said no. My heart heart said no. And so, you know, he, he, he came and then there he was, you know, standing in front of the the closet door Mm. and our eyes met. Wow. And that moment began the long, hard, painful fight to save my marriage. Mm. And when I say that, I know it is only God that allowed that to happen because before the betrayal, my my heart and my thinking was always that if a husband ever cheats on me, I'm it's divorce immediately. There's like mm-hmm. no way I, I'm not going to stay with a man who cheats on me. And I also remember when I used to think and I really I hate to admit this every time I say it, I used to think that women who stayed with husbands who cheated were stupid. I, mm. I did. I used to say that. That's stupid. Why would you do that? Until it happened to me. Yeah. God did not release me from my marriage. Yeah. So I decided to stay, but it was very difficult. It, it wasn't easy. It was painful. It was hard. Um, but my husband and I, we did the hard work. You know, mm-hmm. we, we did it. And as I was crying, on that or you know after you know he, seeing him face to face and deciding I'm going to stay I had to cry out to God mm-hmm. I had to cry out to God because I knew that I needed help to get through that and so as I was crying out to God I also dove heavily into my sewing mm-hmm. I had been sewing for for many years but when I sew it just it feeds my spirit, it feeds my soul, and it takes me to another place. And I get to create beautiful garments. And and at that time, you guys, I wanted to feel beautiful. You know, when you go through yes. something like that, you're like, well, is something wrong with me? what? What is it me? You know, I, I had those thoughts, even though I knew it wasn't, but mm-hmm. that, it crossed my mind. So I would sew, I would go into my sewing room every day and close the door and I would just sew all day long. And then I started posting what I was making in these these uh sewing Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the ladies in the group started commenting and telling me that I should start a blog and a YouTube channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would hear it over and over again. And it made me feel good. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, my husband and I, we launched Anita by Design. Wow. Yeah. So it was through the hard work that we did to recover and through becoming more intentional about each other, we fell in love all over again. And our marriage actually became more beautiful than it had been before. So God used that trial to mm. to restore our marriage because we didn't even realize that we had fallen into the danger zone of complacency. Oh, yes. And oh, yeah, wow. yeah, wow. that's yes. we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. So God used that trial. He exposed all of that ugliness so that we could you know, heal and grow closer together and get back into um, the type of relationship that would honor him. Wow. Yeah. You know, it. W- what seems so beautiful in your story yes. and just this part of your story is how you are so humble mm-hmm. and you attribute all of it to being a woman of God and how he has led you through this. Because when you go back to that point where I found out after, the 19 years and the flesh rose up and uh, footsteps, those footsteps probably would have been, he would have faced something (laughs) when them footsteps got that close. But, (laughs) but, but I can just hear you praying 
on that floor. Lord, tell me what to say. Tell me what to do. Tell me how to respond. And then you talk about how you grew from that and you became stronger in your relationship. And you even began to recognize the complacency and built even a better relationship. And the joy that you talk about with sewing, I think about how God created us and how he was happy and pleased when he saw us. That's the same joy I can imagine that you have when you take pieces and you put them together and then you put them on and you say, oh, this is good. good. I just love it. I love your your humility. It's It's just beautiful to me. Thank you so much. And you know, that really blesses my heart when I hear that, because when I was in that closet that day, I never imagined that God would use something so painful to, you know, help me to rise up so that I could be an encouragement for other women. And you would think some people would think, well, it's, you know, it's just sewing. How is that encouraging other women? Well, not only am I helping them to learn a skill that they can apply to their lives in in different aspects, but also I share my faith boldly on my, Mm -hmm. on my, Video, mm-hmm. You know, whenever and mm-hmm. the, when they come, they know that I, I'm a woman of God. So I don't hide that. I don't shy away from that. And I one of the comments that I have heard over and over since I started my YouTube channel and my blog is that, Anita, I came here for sewing, but I'm getting so much more. That's so, wow. yeah. So God, I believe, I believe with all my heart because I, I actually prayed before I started, even though it wasn't a business when I first started. I mm-hmm. prayed. I said, God, help me to honor you in the way that I show up. I don't want to dis I don't want to dishonor him. I don't want to do or say anything that would, you know, give him a negative light. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. So I asked him to help me to honor him. And he has he's he's doing that. He's really doing that. And the women are seeing it. So the ones who recognize something you know, some of them know that it is God, but mm-hmm. there are others who have no idea. They think they're drawn to me, but it, it's not me. It's the light <laughs> right. of Jesus in me that they're drawn yes. to. Yeah. So when I, you know, when we got to the point of recovering from that and, you know, launching the brand, mm-hmm. I, I had to look and smile and say, wow, only God can do this because the yeah. devil meant evil for that. You know, yeah. w- the, what the enemy meant for evil, God took it and yes, he, he did it and yes. he worked it out for my good. Yes, and not did. only am I, not only am I, you know, continuing to heal, you know, because when you go through something like that, past traumas will come up. So not only is he, did he teach me a lot through that and help me to heal through it and I'm continuing to heal, but he's also, um, helping me to, to be an encouragement for other women so that they can heal too. Because, you know, some people, some people, I would say a lot of people, they don't want to talk about that. Betrayal yeah. is embarrassing. I was yeah. so embarrassed, you guys, and people don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because I, I believe that because I have opened up my heart and myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through obedience to what God has called me to do, mm-hmm. then other women are feeling like, okay, it's not, I'm, I'm not alone. And we know that betrayal happens all the time, but when it yes. happens to you, you feel alone. You do, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. you know it's happening to other people out there. So I'm just, I'm just so grateful. And, and I think about how it all started in that closet and how God took that very space that once represented darkness and pain and despair. And he has turned it now into a, a, a space of light. And yes. hope and perseverance for me and other women, because yes. I'm I'm sewing and putting gifts, my my garments into that closet that yes. births the gifts, mm. but also other women who I'm <laughs> teaching to sew, they're putting gifts into the closet too. Yes. I'm yes. like, come on, God, <laughs> come on, I love it. So yeah. as you journeyed, so you you and your husband went on a healing journey together. Yes, we did. Um, and then you're growing the business, Anita by Design. You're blogging. You're doing your YouTube. But then something else starts to happen within the relationship. Right at the height of you all reuniting and 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 reaffirming each other mm-hmm. in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so we, you know, we were happy again. We 
went on with our lives, living our best lives, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we stepped into a new season, which was retirement, because my husband, you know, he retired from his his job of 30 years. And we were excited. We had plans about the things we were going to do, the places we were going to go. We were traveling and, you know, just happy. But six months after my husband retired, he was diagnosed with brain cancer. Mm. And that was shocking. So shocking. Yeah. So we went through the journey of him going through chemo and radiation and I was his, his caregiver in our home. But eight months later, I stood by him and watched my husband take his last breath. Mm. And that, that I I didn't know how I was going to be okay again. I I didn't know how I was going to recover from that. And that's when I started hearing words. And I had heard these words before. I heard the words when I was caring for my husband as his caregiver. And I also heard the words when I was um, healing from the betrayal. And the words were stand, trust, endure, and proceed. Glory. Yes. And yeah, the first letter of each word spells out step. Step. Mm -hmm. So God was telling me, daughter, I got you. Step. So when I heard Stan, I thought it meant that I needed to be strong. And I, I thought, well, I'm a woman of faith. I'm a woman of God. I got mm-hmm. this. I know how to mm-hmm. be strong. <laughs> but that wasn't it. That's not what he meant. He he wanted me to stand in my faith. Yeah. Using everything that he had already planted into my heart mm-hmm. to help usher me through that grief process into my mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I heard trust. I thought, again, I got this. I I know how to trust God. I've been trusting him all along. I've been very open. You know, I know how to trust him. Mm -hmm. But this time it was different. This time it meant that I needed to remember that God is sovereign and he does not allow anything, anything to come into my life without his permission. Mm. Yeah. And and if he gives it permission, then it has purpose because he's Mm. an intentional God. And that's hard for people to hear sometimes when they're going through a really devastating trial that it has purpose. But because of my faith in God, I I, I believed it and I continue to believe it, you know, mm-hmm. to this day. I believe mm-hmm. that it had purpose. And um, so then I heard endure, but I heard endure with grace. Mm. <laughs> And I didn't, I like, I don't know, I don't know how that looks. I don't know what right. that means. <laughs> like, how do you endure something like this gracefully? Right. Well, what it meant was that I needed to allow myself to go through the grief process, not trying to fight it, not trying to hide, not trying to run away from the pain. Yeah. But I needed to allow God to walk me along the journey as I picked up the treasures that he planted along the way. Mm. And, you know, I allowed myself to do that. And I'm grateful because I realized that a lot of times people don't want to go through the grief process because it's too hard. It's too painful. Mm -hmm. And so they would rather mask it, avoid it and just ignore it. Mm -hmm. But what I know to be true and what I have seen from experiencing or, you know, watching others or heard from others is that when you don't allow yourself to heal from your traumas, your your devastation or whatever trial you're going through, mm-hmm. is that you take all of that unresolved hurt and pain into your future with you. And yes. as you're rushing through life to try to avoid it and to mask it, yeah. eventually that thing will show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will show up. Yes, grief, it will. Yeah. Grief is grief is relentless. If you don't deal with grief, grief will deal with you at some yes. moment mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. and sometimes it will it will manifest itself in in destructive behavior yeah so i allowed myself to go through the grief process and then finally i heard proceed mm-hmm. and what that meant was that i needed to allow myself or i needed to continue along the path that God had ordained specifically for me since before I was even born using all of the lessons that I had learned from the previous trials in my life so that I could step into the purpose for which he has created me in this season of life. And so I did and I am. I continue to stand in my faith, trust the sovereignty of God, endure the trial with grace mm-hmm. and proceed. I am proceeding to the call that he has placed on my life and my and my purpose in life overall is to glorify God 
And I do that by yeah. using the gifts and talents that he has blessed me with so that mm-hmm. I can help other people. You said you heard the words after your husband passed um, as you were grieving. But as you were telling your story, you had already walked through that process even before when yeah. you were with the betrayal and, and, and healing mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely had to stand. Yeah, mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you definitely had to trust God, especially when you said, like you said, I'm I'm going back. No, mm-hmm. God said did not release me from this marriage. Yeah, you definitely endured with grace through that healing process and mm-hmm. proceeded. Yeah, so you walked it out yeah. before you even heard what the process was. Like yeah. you lived yeah. it. Yeah, you had already gone through it before you even was like, oh, is that what I did? Exactly. Yeah, it was exactly. It sounded like at that point you got clarity on it mm-hmm. because that was you it. said you had already heard those words before, but they just didn't. You they weren't clear mm-hmm. exactly. But exactly. then you got clarity and proceeded. Yes. yes, I love that. I love that you said I got clarity because you're absolutely right. When I was hearing it before mm-hmm. with the other two trials and living it out, I didn't even. I didn't realize what I was doing. And someone mm-hmm. had asked me that before. Did you realize, did you recognize what was happening when you were, you were hearing those words? I did not. I didn't. I just, I just knew that God was with me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that what I was hearing was his voice and his direction, um, and his orders. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let, let's do this, Jesus. Right. I'm following you. So <laughs> right. Right. Clarity, you're absolutely right. Thank you for that. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing how the process can be used universally, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and and like mm-hmm. we said, when you ask the question, like, well, how does this connect with, with us as financial yeah. coaches and yeah, on this yeah. podcast is because, and you even mentioned it, you said, if you don't process things and heal from them, it's going to show up. It's yeah. going to show up yeah. in all different ways. You think you're hiding it, but you aren't. And so when your betrayal and loss affects us in all aspects of our life. And if we don't know how to go through a process in order to heal from the betrayal and or the loss, especially when it comes with money, we Mm -hmm. will do things Mm -hmm. to try to either fill the void or hide or shun the embarrassment, as you mentioned, or, you know, we'll do all kinds of things. We yep. will either mismanage, overspend, avoid. I'm not even going to deal with it I don't, because I don't even, I want to, I don't want to deal with this situation and people then don't deal with their finances, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot that goes into the healing process to make sure that you don't do something to hurt yourself and then something to hurt yourself even more financially. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When, when my husband passed away, so my husband was, he was, he was in charge of all of the finances. Like he handled all of the the bills, everything. I was hands off <laughs> at one point in our marriage, but see, we did things differently. My husband was the type who he would, he's going to pay the minimum. (laughs) 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 And I was the type like, I don't, I cannot stand debt. I came into the marriage debt free, like completely. I had no no debt. So we, you know, we were different in that way. Mm -hmm. And we had to learn to balance each other out. So he taught me how to live a little. And I taught him how to relax, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) put put the brakes on, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So we balanced each other out. So at one point in our marriage, I, when he, now actually it was before he became ill, I asked him if I could take over the finances because I didn't like the minimum payment thing. And he's like, okay, here, you can have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honey, I started <laughs> paying off those bills and credit cards. And he was like, whoa, whoa. All right. <laughs> and he didn't, so he took it back because he didn't like what I was doing. So I was like, okay, whatever. I don't want to deal with it. So I was like, you know, stress-free, you take it. Right. <laughs> well, after he passed, actually when he became sick, of course I took over the finances mm-hmm. again and I started paying things down. Be, for my my peace of mind mm-hmm. and so after he passed away we well I, me I was mm-hmm. you know in a space where I was already managing the finances so mm-hmm. I was okay with that however I was afraid even though we had set ourselves up you know we had everything in order you know financially because we knew what was 
coming. Mm-hmm. My, I was afraid. Like I didn't know what what was going to happen. So I I held on to everything. I didn't want to mm-hmm. spend. I didn't want to mm-hmm. do anything because I was afraid. I was like, I have to have money to take care of myself for the rest of my life. So I'm going to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, people would tell me things like, um, don't do anything. Don't make any major decisions for the first year. You know, don't make any major decisions. And I, I thought that was wise. And I was like, okay, okay. But I, I almost made one major decision (laughs) (laughs) because I, and it was out of fear. I wanted to, um, I wanted to sell my house and get into a smaller house because I was like, am I going to be able to afford this for the Mm. rest of my life? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. And I'm so glad I didn't. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to get rid of, I I got rid of one of his cars, but I wanted to get rid of another one that was sentimental because I was afraid. And my boy said, mom, please don't do that. And I'm so glad because I I have Mm -hmm. that car. And and Mm so, yeah, just the mindset. And another thing that happened for me is as, as I was going through the process of, getting comfortable with, you know, making major decisions for myself because Mm -hmm. we made all of the major financial decisions together. That was really hard. As Mm -hmm. I started to get comfortable with that, I had to go back and revisit my money mindset. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I grew up, um, not having much. We were, we were poor pretty much, but I didn't know we were poor. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how our parents were able to do stuff like that? Yeah. Like you don't even realize that you were quote unquote lacking because you never felt like you might've been poor, but you never felt like you were in lack and everything that you needed, you had. And then some, yeah. And it's not until almost like somebody points out or you see a reference, if you will. And you're like, Oh, I guess I was poor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And for us, I mean, I did recognize it to a certain degree because, you know, other people had more than us. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like I was a cheerleader. My mother was able to give me, get me a cheerleading outfit mm-hmm. uniform. That stuff isn't cheap. Mm-mm. So, so I, you know, there were some things that I recognized, but I, after my husband passed away and I had to go and revisit that, I realized that it became a comfortable place for me. Hmm. Oh, that is so hard to admit that yeah. having or lacking or having a, a scarcity mindset was comfort for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I had to really work yes. through that, and I and I have to be honest that it's still a journey that I'm on to mm-hmm. re to re um what do you say um what's the word? Gosh, I write it in my book. I can't even remember. But anyway, to 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 renew, to retrain, to yeah, yeah, to get to to build to re- a new mindset for myself. Mm-hmm, I can't remember yeah. the phrase that I a use. A new but paradigm yeah, mm-hmm. to change that. Yeah, mm-hmm. to to create a new mindset for myself mm-hmm. around money, mm-hmm. so that I could live a life not only that honors God but makes me happy. And I used to feel like, well, you know, my happiness isn't that important. Well, yes, it is. Yes, it I is. Yes, be it happy. is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, if I have this, I, I would never invest in myself because it was like, well, you know, is that is that honoring God? Just all of these negative mindsets, like you know, you spend too much money on yourself. That is that right? All of that stuff. I had to squash it and get rid of it. There you and, go. And yeah, so going through that journey, writing my book, that's where things just started to shed. I, I mm. cried so much. I cried so mm. much writing that book because it took me back and I had to go, I had to get free from some stuff that was holding me in bondage. And the money mindset was one of the things. And then going through the programs with Patrice Washington, mm-hmm. that helped to further facilitate my healing yeah, process and, yeah. to, you know, get away from all of this negativity because that does not honor God. No, that doesn't honor it doesn't. God at all. That's right. Yeah. That's so, right. yeah. So it, it's just been a journey. You know, we have to tell that testimony, right? Because you brought it up. I wasn't going to say a thing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I have to tell you all what happened. What we literally what saw with our own four eyes, Will and yeah. I, because oh, all of us oh. were in um, feet to feet, feet together. together. We're in- <laughs> so <laughs> Nita, <sighs> Nita decided that she was going to... <laughs> Tell her. So th- the whole point is that it's a business coaching uh, mm-hmm. program to allow to show you how to use your platform for business. So take your platform and and earn money with it. Chase purpose, right? Use your mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. Anita decided that she was going to sell a class, a sewing class. 
and she brought it to the <laughs> forefront and was actually put in the hot seat by Patrice because Patrice was like, all right, great. You're going to have, get it to class together, get it up, mm-hmm. have it ready. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the time frame was. I don't know, four weeks, eight weeks, whatever the time frame was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Patrice challenged her to do it and to get it done and to open the class. And she did and made and you if you follow patrice and you listen to her you've heard his <sighs> testimony for her program yeah this woman opened her class and, and we watched her earn over forty thousand dollars <laughs> first class two weeks yes <laughs> opening her class and we were all sitting there like what oh, what <laughs> and so was i <laughs> i think it was it was speechless because we had our meetup, our, our coaching mm-hmm, session, and mm-hmm. Patrice said, well, what's the report? She was like, okay, let me, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, bless God, we were so excited. And But I just love it because when you hear your story, and like you said, what the enemy meant to destroy you, God used to shed light and to lift you up and give you something to stand on and the fact that the two of you established this brand together that was your healing journey and then Mm -hmm. to see what how Mm -hmm. god then just turned Mm -hmm. around and blessed it immensely Mm. blessed it immensely to this day yes exactly exactly when i i go back and think about when you first asked us and wes talked about it you're financial coaches, so why am I here? But when I think about you know, the process, the yeah. steps, yeah. the STEP, let me tell you how that plays in finance. Mm. When you break it down, first, brother, break it down. First is the S is stand, right? Yes. We have to stand on the promise that God gave us. Jesus came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. It ain't no lack. Like you. Yes. Yes. And then trust. We have to have the faith in that promise. And when we're dealing with clients, we have to share these things with them. And then the E endure. Mm. You got to be obedient Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. what you have to do. Do your due diligence, you know, so that you can reach that abundance that God has promised for you. Mm -hmm. And then proceed, live in it. Live in it. Come on. Live in the abundance. You got to live in it. You know, he he started it. Yes. He showed us how. He gave us the strength and the Holy Spirit to help us do it. All we got to do is be obedient and live in it and have a humble spirit. That's it. That's it right there. And your humble spirit just, it just flows. It just exudes out of you. It's just everywhere. Yeah. I see no arrogance. I see no, "Mm, it's me. I'm a, none of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I see you as, it's such a little sweetie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank oh, you and, so and, much. and when Wes go back and, and talk about when you earned that amount for your first class, it was almost like, should I say? <laughs> no. I, it, it was, she was so yeah. humble in saying that, but step to it, the steps, mm-hmm. they not only work oh, and have worked for you, but they work like, we say it universally. I love it. I love how you just broke that down. Mm -hmm. And what it reminds me of, Willa, as I have continued to build a new money mindset for myself, along with all of the other, you know, Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs that I have had to crush, you know, that I picked up over the years is that God, like I said, God doesn't allow anything to come into my life without his permission. That includes the finances that he has blessed me with. That includes the, Mm -hmm. you know, $40,000 that he allowed me to make in that Mm -hmm. short amount of time. And it Mm -hmm. it includes the continuing finances that are coming in as I run my own business. I Mm -hmm. had never earned that amount of money for myself. 
in a year, let alone two, two, two weeks, weeks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I understand that God has given me permission mm-hmm. to yes, live, yeah. to live, to walk in obedience and yeah. to live in this. And yeah. I will not be, because there was a time, there was a time when my husband and I were really flourishing. You know, we, we had all of the, you know, properties we, we did investment properties mm-hmm. when you guys, I, ha- I will, I will tell you there was a time when I felt a little like, for lack of a better word, embarrassed, not mm-hmm. wanting to talk about that for, for, you know, fear of being mm-hmm. judged by people, mm-hmm. you know, saying, Oh, you, you know, you guys think you're all this or, you know, money, whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a time there. when I would feel that, yeah. but not anymore. I don't mm-hmm. feel embarrassed and how dare I feel embarrassed there about anything go. that God has given me and that he yes. has allowed me to have because yes. not only is it for me, but it's to help others and for others to see that this is possible for you too. And yeah, <laughs> I don't go around bragging oh, about promise. my money. Yeah, as it's promised. I don't go yeah. around bragging about it, but I'm living in it, baby. I'm that's all right. It. That's what you're and supposed to that's do. That's <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. And the growth, my goodness, the growth that has happened and continues to happen along this journey is just... I, I I have no words. It is mind blowing. It 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 leaves me speechless a lot of times yeah. when I see the work that he's doing, and then to be able to do it alongside you, ladies, and other women, powerful women in the business entrepreneurial world. It's just mm-hmm. God. Me too. <laughs> God, and he's like, yes, right. daughter. Yes, you. Yes, yes, you. Yes, you. My God. Oh, oh this is amazing so truly were you just was it just divine inspiration or or divine instruction for you to write the book or was it something that you just felt that you just had to get out yeah no it definitely wasn't something I felt I had to get out I've never aspired to be an author or anything but as I was going through the journey you know when my husband was ill and then after his death I was sharing publicly on my my Facebook page, not my mm-hmm. business. I didn't have a business page. There. Oh, yes, I did. But mm-hmm. I was sharing on my my personal Facebook page, mm-hmm. the journey, you know, my husband gave me because he was very private. So when he became ill, I asked him if I could share with people because I wanted to get people praying with us. And he said, yes. So mm-hmm. I started sharing and then I would share my how I was doing and how I was, you know, handling and dealing with everything. And then after his death, I continued to share. Mm-hmm. So I was very public mm-hmm. uh, about that. And people would start commenting and say, you should write a book. Have you considered writing a book? And so I think that was God planting the seed in my heart. But Mm -hmm. as they were saying that, yeah, they were saying those things and I was just dismissing it. But at the same time, I was kind of listening and wondering like, well, why, why are they saying that God? Well, one day I was on YouTube and I watched sewing videos. And one day, you know how you get, I don't, I don't know if you guys go on YouTube and, and you get the suggestions on the mm-hmm, right side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I only watched sewing videos and this thumbnail popped up and it said how to self publish a book. And I was like, what, what, what is, what is, where did that come from? I've never watched a video about writing. I've never spoken. I don't have Alexa in my house who's listening to me. So right. I don't know how that came up. So I became curious and I clicked on it and then I just saved it. I was like, that's weird. And I'm just, I don't know why it's there, but I saved it. And then later on, God started prompting my heart and said, daughter, this is my assignment for you. So mm-hmm. it was definitely an assignment from God. Amen. Yeah, Ooh. I love it. I love Ooh. it. And I was afraid. <sighs> oh, Lord, I was afraid. I was afraid because when I when I started writing the book, my plan was to just share about the story of my husband's death and how I used the step, you know, mm-hmm. process to get through it. But he started prompting my heart to share about the betrayal, to share about the past with my 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 family and my father. I fought him on that because I felt like those are my secrets. Why would I do that? Nobody, what, what does that have to do with what I'm sharing here? Mm-hmm. Well, it had everything to do with it because I needed to tell the full story and I needed to get free from the the bondage that I was holding myself into because every once in a while I would think about, well, what if somebody finds out about the betrayal? What if somebody finds mm-hmm. out and they start telling people, you know, mm-hmm. what are they going to think? I, I was afraid that they were going to judge me or judge my husband. So after I wrote the book and put it out there, exhale 
because I didn't have to worry anymore about what anybody would say. I didn't have to be concerned with somebody taking my story and and weaponizing it and use it against me because I told it first. Yep. Yep. I told it first and I told it on my own terms. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. So that was the deliverance that, and that's why God, I believe that's part of the reason why he wanted me to put that in there because I needed to get free for myself. Mm -hmm. I needed Mm -hmm. to release all of it. And my Mm -hmm. God, that exhale felt so good. It felt so good. And writing it was one thing now, my sisters, mm-hmm. but speaking it, oh, I was like, do I have to talk about it, God? I already wrote it. <laughs> yeah. And, you, yeah. and you've been on many stages yes, and you've been invited to speak on many mm-hmm. stages. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it's like you have mm-hmm. to tell it over and over again. But here's yeah. the thing. You're telling it from a place of victory and triumph. Absolutely. You're not yes. telling it from a place mm-hmm. of, of, you know, bitterness, sorrow, or sorrow, victim, sorrow, no. and scorn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so exactly. if you were still exactly. stuck in that valley, have it mm-hmm. over and over again, Mm-mm. it wouldn't be well yeah. for you. Every- it wouldn't be well for you mentally. But because right. you are triumphant and victorious over it, yes. your stance and your confidence in telling the story is different. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you know the purpose behind telling the story. Yes. And That's it. it doesn't demean his dignity. It doesn't demean mm-hmm. it, you know, the memory mm-hmm. of your husband at all. Mm-hmm. And I think what is most powerful is the fact that oftentimes when you've been betrayed or experienced loss, the shame, that's what the enemy wants to Ooh, do. The enemy yes, wants right. to isolate right. you mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. let yep. you sit in a little corner yeah. of shame and despair yes. and mm. you defeat and crush the enemy when you stand up and say, no, God and I are going to go through this thing and however way mm-hmm. he wants to use me, mm-hmm. my story Mm-hmm. It's what I'm going to do. And that's, that's exactly what you've done. And it's yeah. not just for you. That's when exactly. you get up and you yeah. speak it and somebody reads the book, they hear freedom and yeah. opportunity to be free for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and God has allowed me to hear from women so many mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. and that's exactly what's happening willa yeah. you know i hear people reach out to say thank you i hear people oh. reach out to say you have no idea how much you sharing your story has helped me mm-hmm. yes. you know after mm-hmm. i spoke this last speaking event in in orlando mm-hmm. there were several women who came up to my table afterwards and just i was blown away one lady was literally crying with tears running down her face mm-hmm. and she said I needed to hear that so much. She said, I was feeling so discouraged. And I was like, wow, God, I know exactly why you chose me. I know yes. exactly why you sent mm-hmm. me here. You give pe- people permission to proceed. You give them, yeah. per- like your title, you give people permission to step yeah. into it. Because yes. again, people are stuck. You get stuck. Yeah. And yes. so if you're stuck, you know that with God leading and guiding you, Give yourself permission yes. to move forward, to yes. press on, to go to higher heights, to yes. go from glory to glory. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I shared at that on the stage at this last event that, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, but when we don't allow ourselves to go through the healing process of whatever it is that we've experienced, because, you know, like, you know, like we said, it's not just death that you know, Mm -hmm. grieve over Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are all kinds of circumstances that we have to grieve. But when we don't allow ourselves to go through that, then sometimes there's a block. You know, we we, we're looking for the next thing or how we can move forward. But because we haven't allowed ourselves to heal, there's a block there that is preventing us from moving forward because what's on the other side is going to require your healing first. Yes, it is. Yes, it's beautiful. Anita, Anita, you are just Oh, I know. All I can say is that you are here by God's divine. His design. <laughs> you are you. here. Oh. Uh, because, oh, I love it. Just Thank because you. of him. Do you know that's why I chose the name Anita by Design? Oh. Yes. At the, I, I think it's at the end of my book that I share, the re- or on my blog somewhere, that I chose that name because I am here mm-hmm. by God's design. Yes, that you is are. it, Willa. And you, you truly are. <laughs> yes, you are. Girl, you are. Yes, you are. I have a very important question to ask you, though. Okay. (laughs) Oh, our wealth partners want to know, how do you define abundant living? Oh, 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you got okay. us all the time. It's your turn now. We got you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got me. Okay. So, okay, two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, abundance for me is knowing who I am, mm-hmm. believing who I am, and living as if I believe who I am. Ooh. That's, Ooh. that's <laughs> abundant living for me. And then the other thing is, for me personally, abundance is knowing my values, like identifying my core values mm-hmm. for me and my life. Mm-hmm. And making sure that my life choices, the decisions that I make for myself and the way that I'm living are aligning with those values. So for instance, it's like I go back at the end of the week, sometimes I go back at the end of the week and read through my journal for that Mm -hmm. week. And I'm trying to see if I have touched on any of my core values throughout the week based on how I've lived my life. So yeah, it's aligning my actions, my life, my living with my core values. And when I'm out of alignment, I need to check myself. Mm-hmm. So that's that's abundant living for me. I love it. Beautiful. I love it. Because everything else <laughs> falls into place. Everything yep. else falls into place. When when I am walking into us, when we're walking in obedience to God's call on our lives, mm-hmm. everything else falls into place. We don't yes. have to worry about the money, the people, nothing. <laughs> everything falls into place. That's it. That's it. I'm so glad, again, that you were able to come and sit yes. down with Thank us you. and share your time. I know you are busy. But the fact that you carved um, some space and time for us to bless our community, um, we are thankful and grateful for you, Ms. Anita, yeah. for coming. Special I, to us. I am so honored. You guys, thank you. It has <laughs> been such a joy to to chat with you guys. And this has been a great conversation. It thank is. you for, yes. yeah, thank <laughs> thank you for you. inviting me. And thank you for seeing the value in me sharing here in this space. Mm-hmm. You, oh, absolutely. You women are mm-hmm. incredible. I've watched some of your episodes and you're amazing. And I just love you. I love you both so much. Thank you. We love, <laughs> we you. love you too. <laughs> Before we go, please let, tell our listeners how they can get the book, how they can sign up for your classes, mm-hmm. where they can see you. I'm telling you, if you like to sew or want to learn, <laughs> so she is the one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you can find me at Anita bydesign.com that is my home base and you will find everything Anita by design there including the shop button where you can find um, all the things Anita by design but if you are interested in purchasing the book you can go to Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or anywhere books are sold online there's also a tab on my my website anitabodydesign.com for the book and for the sewing course you'll find it at anitabodydesign.com and I uh, like to play on Instagram at anitabodydesign <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll see her and I'm telling you her outfits are so yes they're beautiful. wonderful they are wonderful I know one Thank thing you. don't do like I did because I was like will you make and she was like mm, 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 mm. Uh, <laughs> don't ask he was like I, I will teach you how to do it yeah. yourself but she gonna make me. She gonna make me pull my sewing machine back out. Pull it out, Willa. Oh, 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 you just don't know. So remember, whatever you might be going through, whatever betrayal you might be healing from, whatever mm-hmm. triumph, trial that you are on pace to be triumphant from. Here we go. That's it. That's um, it. You stand victorious. Remember that you have victory in Jesus. And so our end goal for you is always, always <laughs> financial <laughs> transformation, financial success, fulfillment, and wealth on your terms. And we had such a great time with Anita by design. <laughs> and we pray that what we shared on this episode helps you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. build wealth intentionally. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow Trinity Financial Coaching on LinkedIn and social media handle at MyTFCoach on Facebook, 
and Instagram. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly. Always putting God first as you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.